Hello and welcome to season two of Romancing the Amazon. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm Melody. I'm Zoe. And I'm Elizabeth. So in case you're new here, each week we pick a romance novel that's being offered for free in the Kindle store on Amazon. We read it and re- we review it for you guys. Last season, we chose specific subgenres of romance and went month by month and broke all those down for you. We've got some different subgenres this season, which is very exciting. Including some we've been looking forward to that we didn't get to last time. And at least one that we're not really looking forward (laughs) to. (laughs) But we'll get to that another time. This week, we are going to touch on our first subgenre pick, paranormal romances this is the one we were most looking forward to yes this is the one i was sad we didn't get to in season one so i'm glad we're kicking off with this one yes that's why it is first (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's define paranormal romance yes let's (laughs) all right well to me paranormal romance is our world Mm -hmm. with a little bit of magic in it So our world, but a step to the left. So there's something about it that's just a little bit different, a little bit of a twist, a little fantasy. It's the para part of paranormal. Exactly. (laughs) And it's a lot like urban fantasy, Mm -hmm. except that the focus is on the romance rather than the other aspects of the story. Right. So it's our world with fantastic elements. Right. And it's different from fantasy in that it is in our world and not a made-up world. Right. And I would even argue if you go to a made-up world from our world, but the majority of the book is in the other world, that would count as a fantasy romance. Yeah, I was wondering, like, what about sci-fi? Because technically you could be Earthlings going off into space. That's sci-fi romance. Okay. That's its own category. (laughs) Typically, they're going to be contemporary stories, so Mm -hmm. relatively modern day, but with something else going on. But sometimes you do find historical paranormal romance, which is always an extra interesting twist. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so the big things we're looking for in paranormal romance are werewolves and other shifters, magic, vampires, fae and fairy, ghosts, jinns, I forgot about those, angels, demons, gods, witches, mages, yeah, and more. (laughs) (laughs) Any sort of magical sentient species shows up in your book, you're probably reading a paranormal romance. Yep. Woohoo. Have you guys read a lot of paranormal romance? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, then I'm probably the outlier here, but that seems normal. Um, I've read my fair share, but it's been a while. Mm -hmm. I get one here and there, but Mm -hmm. I definitely went through a paranormal phase as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then set it aside for a while. It's an easy one to get into, like, a binge phase. Yeah. Where all of a sudden you're just reading a million shifter romances or a ton of vampire romances. Well, I think a lot of that is because you find an author and you're like, ooh, I like this first book. I'm going to read the whole series. And it's a long series. And then it can lead to other ones as well. some of the typical tropes you guys have seen in paranormal or you're expecting to see in paranormal oh faded mates especially if we're talking shifters that's a big one a cursed hero oh yeah and the only way he can break the curse has something to do with the heroine (laughs) yep yep 
possibly love triangles. Those are big in paranormal, not just paranormal, of course, but you know, since Twilight, there have been a lot of vampire werewolf human triangles. Yes. It's moved away from that a little <laughs> bit, but you never know. It still crops up now and again. We see a lot of strong heroines in mm-hmm. paranormal. Yes. Though, I expect the heroines to be kind of unaware of the paranormal side of life until they meet the hero and then they have to learn or or they're only somewhat aware of the paranormal goings on and then they realize that this weird quirk that they've had their whole lives is actually paranormal and super special but again they have to learn about the whole new world that's presented to them and the hero helps them do that yeah yeah, I feel like heroines are either that exact character yeah. <laughs> or they're like the really strong badass, like yeah. I'm the best at what I do mm-hmm. in this paranormal world mm-hmm. and they already know about it. I expect also a lot of dichotomies, like enemies to lovers, um, beauty and the beast, opposites attract, just lots of opposites mm-hmm. Yeah, in some way. Well, I definitely expect the conflict to be very good versus evil. Ah, yes. Like, pretty black and white. Not just some bad guy is out to get you, but, like, very much the forces of good versus (laughs) the forces of evil. Mm -hmm. And sex as, like, a charge-up. It supercharges your powers, whatever those powers might be. Oh, yeah. Sex and magic connection. Yeah. I didn't know about that one. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we see a lot of tragic past yes and important backstories yes. where they have this thing from their past that somehow becomes super relevant to whatever is going on in yes. the plot and with magic in our world you kind of have two options you've either got the world where you know these people and creatures are living hidden among us and yes. the normal humans have no idea what's going on uh-huh. or you have a world where they've come out of the closet or they've always been known and you have this society that is somehow integrated with our own. Yeah. yeah. I would expect more of the former, but that's just because that's what I've read. I think the former is more common. Yeah. Well, it provides more conflict just built in right away. Right, because uh-huh. you have to hide what's going on. You mm-hmm. can't let the normal humans know. That's right. <laughs> and of course, somebody has to fall in love with a normal human. Duh. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> what do you guys expect from the sex in a paranormal romance? Unless Oh gosh, I- anything. Just like anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's generally more sex or, uh-huh. you know, more explicit uh-huh. sex. Yeah, a little raunchier maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely pushing boundaries. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little kink yeah. in there. Yeah. It's not uncommon to see separated by circumstances. Uh-huh. Something about society is holding apart. I'm a werewolf and you're a vampire and the two can never meet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What are your favorite parts of paranormal romances? And what do you not particularly care for? Well, I like the mixing of supernatural into our world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like how it kind of changes the rules a little bit. Mm -hmm. It allows me, at least, to kind of suspend my disbelief. So if we're reading just a contemporary romantic comedy, say, if something wouldn't really work that way in real life, it takes me out of the story. Uh But in a paranormal story, you have a lot more leeway. Yeah. Like, this is our world, but there's stuff in it that isn't quite the same. So you've got more wiggle room. Mm -hmm. And that's nice. Mm -hmm. 
I the, the world building of, you know, how this extra element, whatever it might be, fits into our own world is really interesting to me when it's done well. So, yeah. like, what would it look like if we had shifters in our world? Or, oh, what would this society look like at this point in time if magic was involved? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that there's almost always some kind of mystery, danger, suspense element. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I've read any that does not include suspense of some kind maybe a short story or novella that's set in a world that's already been established Mm. yeah paranormal fits with both romantic suspense and mystery romance to Mm -hmm. me and that it does have that strong plot story element so Mm -hmm. whatever the b plot is right because the a plot is the romance romance. Mm -hmm. but whatever your b plot is tends to be more interesting to me in paranormal yeah And I tend to prefer shifters and fae over, say, vampires. And I have to say, I absolutely hate ghosts as one of the main characters, or any of the main characters. I don't mind ghosts as a main character. I don't like it when there's a ghost love interest. Yes. Well, that's what I mean by main character. Okay. Hero or heroine. Ghost sidekicks are fine. (laughs) That's fine. Exactly. But... It's, it's just, it cannot have a satisfactorily happy ending for me if one of them is a ghost. Because for them to be together forever, the other, the other one has to die. become a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also have a soft spot for normal, well, I guess they aren't normal humans, but for humans you can use magic. Mm-hmm. But they're still considered humans. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of witch slash wizard hero and heroine, whatever, mm-hmm. in general. When they're done well, I can enjoy them, but I won't choose that for myself. Also, I have a nit to pick with <laughs> certain paranormal romances, <laughs> and that is the tendency of supernatural characters to totally look down on normal humans. Yes. Uh, there and, is a lot of prejudice Yes, within the supernatural world in a lot of these. So I do really enjoy the getting to see, so we're all familiar with the traditional, you've got a series and each book in the series is Mm -hmm. a different character from this group of friends or family family or whatever it may be that you're using to link the books together. I tend to like the side characters more in Mm -hmm. Paranormal. I'm more willing to go on to see, oh, I want to see that person's romance Uh and move on to the next one. And they're often better at the overarching plot that goes Uh over the course of the series. And so you can see how the characters have impacted the world from book to book, which can make it really interesting and add a little extra something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's related to the world building that you really like as well. Alrighty, <laughs> let's talk about uh, some popular authors in the genre and or some of our favorite authors. What have you got? Well, one of the big ones right now and also one of my favorites is probably Nalini Singh. Definitely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I haven't read any of her paranormal, but I really liked the couple of um, contemporaries of hers that I read, so I'll have to I'll have to read her. Which is really funny because I haven't read any of her contemporaries. <laughs> <laughs> Having read both, they're both good. But I do have a preference for the the paranormal. Yeah, she's got um, her side changeling series. Yep. So it's shifters and telepaths mm-hmm. in that one, and the guild hunter novels are angels, angels and, and vampires. vampires. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, the only author I could really talk about is Karen Marie Moaning. Uh huh. She's got the Highlander series 
and Fever, Fever. Series. Mm-hmm. The Fever Series is all fae and mm-hmm. a lot of other creatures. And <laughs> the Highlander series are kind of, it's that kind of time travel cursed Highlander uh-huh. deal. And they do tie together, these two series. Oh, but I didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites is Alona Andrews. And they are most well known for their urban fantasy series, but they do have a couple paranormal ones that are really good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Speaking of urban fantasy, I must mention Patricia Briggs. Definitely urban fantasy, though. I know. Not paranormal. But I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I had to too. mention her. <laughs> I also really like Shana Abe, and I have no idea oh, if yeah. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, yes, dragons. Yes, dragon shifters. So cool and so lyrically written. We may have forgotten to mention those when we were listing off creatures, but dragons, dragons are well, we, definitely we said a big one. And others. And, and others. <laughs> yeah. So what are some other popular ones that aren't necessarily favorites? Uh well, J.R. Ward, the author yes. of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. I really liked her earlier books and now I'm just I get so angry at them. <laughs> so And yet somehow we keep going back. So she's doing something right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, there's also Sherilyn Kenyon, uh, mm-hmm. Cresley Cole. Oh, I like Cresley Cole, mm-hmm. although she is hit or miss. I either like, when she's on it, she's really good. Mm-hmm. And then some of hers, I get really mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. But I always come back for the next one, so. Mm-hmm. And there's Christine Feehan. Feehan. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew how to pronounce these names. Yeah, she does a lot of shifters. Uh, Jeanine Frost is one of the big vampire writers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Laurel K. Hamilton counts. She counts, I think. Because some of her stuff's urban fantasy, but I think she does have yeah, some Yeah, she's paranormal. usually found in the sci-fi fantasy horror section, but it is heavy on the romance and heavy on the sex. In fact, a couple of them are definitely just sexcapades. <laughs> Uh, Kelly Armstrong. Oh yes, would count. Except she's urban fantasy too, technically. But some of them are paranormal. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. All right, and uh, I like Gail Carriger, who's oh, yeah. a new to me author, but she's the author of the Parasol Protectorate series and another series that I can't remember right now, but I really like with <laughs> with shifters and Gina Showalter, and one of my favorite authors whose book will be in this section in this. Month in this <laughs> genre theme. So, yes. So, you know, I'm not going to spoil it now. <laughs> so, because none of us wholly like one genre, what are some of the things you guys dislike about paranormal? I already told you. <laughs> <laughs> The ghosts. It was, it was looking a, it down was on humans. <laughs> looking down on humans. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's more, but those were the big ones. They do tend to be a little bit darker and grittier. Mm-hmm. So I typically go to romance novels for just a light, easy read. And these I have to be in the mood for because they are, mm-hmm. they are more serious almost across the board. <laughs> or be almost. pickier because there, yeah. there are like the light yeah. humor paranormal but like you have to you should try get them out so one of the things i like about paranormal is the strong heroines Mm -hmm. but sometimes that can veer into a direction that i really dislike and you end up with the i'm not like other girls character oh yeah and that drives me up a wall yeah Yeah. big time 
And of course, you can also run into the uber alpha male. Yes. Who gets in his own way just by being a little too alpha. <laughs> if you listen to season one, you're familiar with our issues with the alpha hero, and yes. we do see that a lot in paranormal. Especially if you're talking alpha werewolves or alpha dragons or whatever big creature he might be. <laughs> All right, I have one question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Do mermen count as paranormal? <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, have you ever run into a mer person? <laughs> no, no, I can't say I that think, I have. I think they're, that means they're paranormal. Uh, <laughs> they're certainly not normal. So. And there's definitely some kind of magic keeping them alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So if you could pick one of these creatures to be, what would it be? Would you be oh, a shifter? No. Would you be a vampire? Oh, Faye? shifter for sure. Oh, gosh. Now you mentioned Faye, though. Any yeah. of them are on the board. Dragon, whatever. I don't know. Faye seems to come with too many rules that are just, like, kind of arbitrary and kind of not, and you're just like, oh, no. Did yeah. I break it? Am I going to be cursed forever? <laughs> <laughs> There's more politics there. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's still Shifter. And probably a warm-blooded one. Dragon. I don't know. I haven't read any dragon ones. That's not entirely true, but I, <laughs> I think it'd be cool to be a dragon. It would be cool to be a dragon. It'd be much easier to be a dragon in the past than the dragon now, I think. Sure. Probably. Yeah. It'd be too easy to get caught now. Like, uh-huh. satellite footage would pick you up when you're flying around. <laughs> Why would you just run into a plane of people, you know? <laughs> I'd probably go for Shifter, because that'd be, I feel like it'd be fun to be able to turn into an animal. Uh-huh. But also, it wouldn't have to make your life that much different than it is now. You yeah. Could, you could fit that in. Even if it's once every full moon? Yeah. Yeah. You could work around that, keep track. <laughs> We'll have a couple weeks of picking a book, all reading it together like we have in the past. Yep. And then to wrap up the month, we'll be doing a grab bag. <laughs> grab bag. And our grab bag, we will each be picking a different novel and reading it and telling each other about it. Should be tons of fun. Yes. All right. So for our first pick of season two, we'll be reading Night's Redemption, Knights of Hell, book one by Cherilee Gray. With one fatal mistake, immortal demon hunter Lazarus started a chain reaction that set him and his five brothers on a collision course straight to hell. There's only one way to save them all. Claim his mate, a sweet beauty he doesn't deserve and will only end up hurting. But immortals fall hard, and walking away from her when it's over is going to be near impossible. Why why would he have to walk away? I guess we'll find out. (laughs) When bookstore owner Eve Taylor starts hearing the thoughts of others, she is certain she's losing her mind. Until the day, a wicked seductive and dangerous warrior appears and introduces her to a terrifying new world, one she has been part of her whole life and never knew. This sounds awfully familiar. Now, with the traitor consumed by darkness and driven by revenge hunting them... (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Now, with the traitor consumed by darkness and driven by revenge hunting them... Now, with the traitor consumed by darkness and driven by revenge hunting them, they have one chance at survival but they must give in to the scorching desire that, if they let it, could destroy them both. This romance sounds dangerous. Well, he's a demon hunter. Demons are dangerous. 
But he's a demon hunter. Yeah, that's got to be a dangerous profession. Yeah. Demons are oh, dangerous. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I was thinking more like, he's not a demon, so he shouldn't be. No, he's at a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with your friends. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you find your podcasts, you can listen to us, which is kind of awesome. Pick up a copy of Night's Redemption by Shirley Gray. Read along with us and tune in next week to hear our thoughts. I forgot to mention PC Cast. Oh, no. Oh, well, now I have. Catch you next time.